0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Producer Grand Podcast. Karen Tate and JB Whitby. Yo. First podcast of the year, first one of the decade, 2020. Mark B in the building. What's good, bro?
1: What's going on, man? What can I cuss? Can I can I not cuss? No, yeah. not, not PG that. in 2020 PG. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, this I'm going with on that. Disney Plus, man. Disney All right, plus. let's go. <laughs> let's get the <laughs> deals, man. I'm with it then. Dog, nah, just play sure. it, man. say whatever you want.
1: Hey, right, dog, I'm with it. But yeah, Mark B, man. I'm checking in, man. I'm glad to be here, especially on y'all first one of the year, so it's dope. Let's start off with something fresh, something new. Definitely,
0: know? definitely. Yeah, we want to talk about a lot of things, man. One of the main things that sticks out is of interest to me. We talked about it, you know, the other day when we linked yeah. up is uh, you really building out your Spotify and building out your brand as a producer and a DJ. Yeah, Definitely want to talk about the transition of a lot of DJs wanting to become producers. Correct. Definitely want to talk about leveraging success off of DJ and becoming a producer uh, and a whole lot more. But let's take it back. Let's uh, really just figure out your story and the history of Mark B and, you know, kind of where it all started.
1: Uh, I right, So kind of make it simple. You know what I'm saying? We kind of chopped it up, but kind of informed y'all. I was, uh how I really got into DJing, I was throwing house parties, like back in the day, like in high school. My mom used to go out of town and I would just like, as soon as she would go out of town, i call all the homies. Hey, <laughs> y'all come through. You know what I'm saying? They'll come through. With so like, where, where,
0: you, where are you from, by the way? Augusta, Georgia. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? So I it's like two hours away from here, you know what I'm saying? So I'm kind yeah. of familiar with like Georgia music, you know what I'm saying? So when she used to go out of town, my homies used to come over. They used to move all the furniture out the crib, so we used to never get caught. I think I got caught like four times, though. So I used to throw house parties. You said
0: never get caught. I know, right?
1: You <laughs> that's, 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 li- bro, I, we literally threw. How long was through- the house
2: party career? Three, four years? Yeah. I only th- got caught four times.
1: Yeah. I oh. threw at least, I threw at least. Once a year, that's not bad. I think I threw at least, I'll say 80 parties in my house. This nigga got slapped on the wrist then. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah like, like, yeah. That's what, 5%? That's like what, 5%? Five five yeah. a lot of, yeah, bro, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about a lot of parties, like the whole school would come through, like other schools would come through. And I think that's where I kind of got like a lot of my communication skills because I was meeting a lot of different people from the hood people at mm-hmm. school to the basketball players to the f- football players. Like, just that. So I would throw house parties, bro. Were you charging for these parties? Were they free? Free. Free. Everything mm. free. Liquor free. Mm. Like, free. So that's why everybody would just be like, hell yeah, we... Like, I just posted some shit. He was like... Some girl was like, oh, I used to sneak out my crib and I almost got by my mama. Like, it used to be like that type <laughs> of parties. like, you gotta be there. I know yeah. one time I threw seven parties the whole week because my mom went out of town. Dang, this I, it, Project was like, it was like, it was like Mark B Mondays, Twisted Tuesdays. It was like a real club, but it was at my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On some wild stuff. So I used to throw that, we ain't used to pay, we didn't used to charge people to come in. So mm-hmm. somebody had a DJ. So I was like, I kind of like virtual DJ type stuff. So I was just doing it on the computer, bro. I got a little cool with that. You know what I'm saying? When I came to Atlanta, I came to Atlanta to go to school. With with me going to school in Atlanta, the only the big reason I came here because I felt like everybody in Augusta was kind of going another place. And I was like, I ain't trying to really go where everybody was at. I've been seeing y'all my whole life, you know what I'm saying? So no disrespect, but a lot of people was going Georgia Southern, Savannah State, stuff like that. I was like, nah, let me go to Georgia State. I think the only person I knew here is my homie that uh Went to school with me. He was in like I'm I'm weird, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I was in accelerated classes. So I was in all the classes with, with the cool people, the nerds, mm-hmm. but then I throw all the house parties. But then I play sports. So it was like, and I'm kind
0: of everybody. everybody. what made yeah. motivated you to do good in school?
1: I was good at it, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. Like I ain't I, I love math bro math is Man. like the, mm-hmm. i love math so it's mm-hmm. like that always just pushed me like all the other stuff i was just good at it so i felt like i wasn't finna slack off and then i had my parents my parents kind of pushed me you know what i'm saying because i wasn't i ain't living no uh i ain't living the hood i lived in the little straight and you know what i'm saying but i felt like from being from augusta we already had a disadvantage there ain't a lot of people coming from augusta so i felt like just me being at school was my my backbone to lift me up to wherever I wanted to be. Mm, yeah. So, boom. Uh, I came to Atlanta. When I came to Atlanta, I was DJing, but I wasn't really like, couldn't get no bookings, couldn't mess with people like that. So, I, what I do is, I do the house parties in my dorm. Oh, my God. <laughs> were, you on camp- were you on campus? On campus, Georgia State. Oh, my God. What was Piedmont North. North. P. Mon. A B. Listen, bro. This was the first time yeah. they opened P. This was the first year. This was 2012, or 13. not that where you stayed? Yeah. For the people yeah. that
3: don't know, this shit like an old motel. A hotel. Old motel yeah. slash hey, hotel. You stay yeah. the, I, a- stayed I stayed on the I motel stayed,
2: side. I stayed, yeah. I stayed in mood. the motel. Y'all in the hood? Yeah, I did, Y'all was not, in the not the hotel. Hood. Y'all was in the hood. I was in the hotel. I was in the hotel. High rise. Yeah. So you? I was like,
1: I was feeling some type of way, but let me tell you though. I almost got kicked out of college.
2: Yeah, you definitely would get I'm, kicked no, out. No, not
1: because of that. The parties was like the lit part. Like I had a homie. I'm gonna tell you two parties we did. One party, like my homie was doing it downstairs. Mm-hmm. So what we do, we made all the liquor in my room and we was carrying chugs of uh, whatever juice it was down to his room. Oh, we need some more liquor, Mark B. Bring oh, another chug. Yeah. Bring another. So now we were sneaking it and everybody was in the hallway. Somehow the RA found out. My homie walked out his own room. He said, look, so now we like, who room is this? How you going to leave your own room? Second party I threw, like I had some females smoking in my room. I used to smoke in my room. That's the second thing oh I used to do. Oh, my
3: gosh. They
1: didn't got ventilation <laughs> I in me. It, right? Bruh, There's no I ventilation. Had, <laughs> I had the hot box. If you know my bathroom, is probably. Super small. Big as this. This is the bathroom, right? right? No, we no ventilation. We like have 10 people in here. Facts. You know, the tub, yes. the tub is half of it. The tub is half
3: of it. So some people sitting in the tub. Some people get, in the tub. Some people Facts. sitting on the counters. Right. right. Let me
1: tell you what happened, though. So I had this little ashtray. You're supposed to throw the blunts in. Cool. That's how we get the shit out. Our air out, whatever. So we did that. I was going back to smoke again, though. When I went to smoke again, the whole bathroom on fire. What? On that? Oh, God. Listen, <laughs>
2: I'm talking There's nothing
1: about. even flammable in the bathroom. <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> Instead of the shawty throwing the uh, blunt out in the thing, she threw it out in the trash can.
0: Oh, my. That's dumb as hell. Dumb,
1: right? So I walked hot, back in. I'm so talking about high. smoke out. Not smoke from, like, steam. I'm talking about you can't see. Like, smoke. That's the only reason I'm glad I stayed in Piedmont Beach, because we opened the door and was waving the smoke out. Yeah. So it, it never was staying in the hallway. Yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? You might have set up the alarm. Yeah. I was in it. Yeah. it my homeboys covering the alarms with their hands. <laughs> but all the females dip. fuck them. You know what I'm saying? But whatever, bro. So I used to throw hella parties at Georgia State. That's my second thing I used to do. Boom. I went to uh, probably my sophomore year. I linked up with this dude named DJ Blackboy. He play cardi DJ right now. I mm. think at the time he DJ for high school boy Q or somebody. Travis Porter, but it's somebody else too I'm missing. But before Playboy Cardio, or none of that, he used to DJ for them. And he kind of linked me. And he was like, bro, I'm doing this party this weekend. I got DJ the whole time. Come open up for me. Mm-hmm. So I did the early part. He did the end part. That's when I kind of got cool with Dante and, and stuff like that. And that's when I kind of like circulated myself around the city just mm-hmm. DJing. You know what I'm saying? Soon to be, you know what I'm saying? I linked up. I was like, man, I can't be. Just doing, opening no part. I felt like I was just, I practiced so much, I felt like I was getting better. So I mm-hmm. felt like I need to get a chance to close some stuff, do mm-hmm. something past just, you know what I'm saying? Eventually, dang, I got this one dude, his name Julio, he let me close his party. Him and Tone Boogie, they let me close their party. I went crazy. I had, bruh. And the funny thing is, I did that party with a Toshiba. Not no Mac, not no, and my thing almost crashed. I know two weeks later, my computer crashed. So mm-hmm. if it would have crashed live, I would have been, Mm-hmm. Right, right. Done. Right. Like, people would have really been like, I'm not booking you. You know what I'm saying? So, nice. I got through that party, bro. I went so crazy, bro. After that, everybody tried to book me to close their party. Well, mm-hmm. Did you get paid for that party or not? Yeah, I got paid. You know what I'm saying? At first, though, I was, man, I DJing for the low, DJing for this, because I was already straight off going to school. So, I wasn't really pressed for the money. It was just for like the opportunity of me doing what I need to do. So, oh, okay. eventually, damn, they let me start closing parties. And then soon enough, I got started getting on mansion and doing hella more stuff after that. So yeah, kind of the beginning. That's how it kind of worked, and that's how I got where shit, a little big place where we at now.
0: It, uh, not to stay too much on this topic, but for the DJs out there that are just getting started, what's like a good price that they should be charging, like for like you know like a four hour, mm-hmm. two, four hour type night type shit?
1: It depends, bro. It depends on what place you at in your career. It depends on what city you in. Mm. I think that's a big thing I feel like being in Atlanta people hold DJs you know what I'm saying there's just, so many it's too many just like anything lash text people who do weave people who rap people, they gonna try to undercut you because they can feel like mm-hmm. they can get somebody else to do it right you engineers know what I'm saying? agree right. so that's what I'm saying I could go to I could go to Cleveland and get a few racks because they appreciate they DJ up there. They move, like, wherever yeah. the DJ go, I'm going. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, they move opposite. They move towards the promoters. Right. So mm-hmm. wherever the promoters throw in the party, that's where they're going. They don't really care who the fuck the DJ is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think in Atlanta, it's just we kind of, I'm trying to switch the culture back to where, are you going to the place you like and you want to hear or are you just going to the place where they have, that got the most people? Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I look at it like this. If you just starting off, Build your name, build your brand, build your voice. You know what I'm saying? So people, because people ain't always going to understand you or appreciate you until you put it in their face. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like at the beginning, just build your brand, build your place, build what you want to be. And then soon, damn, people going to have to pay you because you're just going to have that demand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then you could work it like that. If you got other demand, other places, then you could stretch your money out different. Versus you saying, only one person want to book you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, y'all got to pay me this. You know what I'm saying? But they are, you also got to be ready to say no. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they you, you name your price and they're going to name you another price. So you got to be ready to stand on whatever you want to be. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it just depends on what spot you is in your career. The earlier you is, the less you should get paid. And sometimes you got to do it for free.
3: Mm.
2: Mm. I think something that's like real unique to your story is how you capitalize on going to college and you really use that as a yeah, springboard. Yeah,
1: 100%. I feel like, I love college not for any books I read or any test I took for the people i met. I feel like college, that's what I want to preach to my kid. You know what I'm saying? Find a passion. I wish I would've went to music school. Fuck mm. Georgia State. I wish I would've went and found some stuff out like that. Mm. I feel like I did kind of what I did because I was good at math and I, just, I was just doing shit that I was good at. But I feel like the people i met is going to 10 times more valuable than anything I ever learned. Because mm. I feel like People you meet in college eventually going to be lawyers. They're going to be dentists. They're going to be the owner of another company. Mm -hmm. It's been so many times, bro. I walk in a gas station like, hey, bro, I remember you from da-da-da. I walk in a bowling alley. Shawty, the manager, used to be at Georgia State, and now she's giving me whatever I need just because we know each other. You know what I'm saying? And just because she got that thing. So I say, yeah, the big thing, the biggest thing about college is just meeting so many people that just get in position. And I think that's what I just... Stand on. Just,
2: was that your intention when you went to college or were you going to college like...
1: No, I was going to college to make my mom happy. Mm. I felt like she didn't understand my vision and I had it and it took me a little bit of time to let her see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It just, it ain't all falling one day, but yeah, I feel like the big reason me going, not only because I was good at it, but I wanted to, I never, like my parents are in the military. I was never going to go to the military. Mm-hmm. That's a, another big reason. So, I We might not have an option the way things going now. <laughs> 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 that's sure. But Lock yeah, me up. they was always they was always big in the military, and I knew that's damn sure not where I want. So it was military college. Mm-hmm. So I was like, definitely going to college. That mm-hmm. was not for me.
0: So back to the uh the come-up story. So you finally started, you know, getting gigs at big clubs like Mansion and stuff. And yeah.
1: where did it lead to after that? Uh after when I got to Mansion, that's when I met Measy And When I met Meezy, we was just kind of cool because I was like messing up. But then Meezy started managing Savage. I think this was my junior year. So, boom. Freshman year, I'm throwing my own house party. Sophomore year, I get cool with some. I'm starting to open stuff. Now I'm on Mansion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So now I'm doing them type of parties. I meet Meezy. Meezy start going from managing 2-9 to managing Savage. Funny thing is, when he came and talked to me about the music, I had heard his mu I had heard Savage Music two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. So then when Beezy say, Oh, I'm managing, I was like, all right, cool, say less. I'm already on it. You know what I'm saying? So whatever you need, just let me know. So he's like, I got these cool little records. Whatever you do, you do it. So what I do is then, it's like I feel like at the time when I came around, people hated artists, like DJs, because I they just It's not their problem, but I felt like DJs would support so many artists, especially coming out of Atlanta, and they wouldn't get anything back because the artists go on tour, don't take them on the tour. The artists make money, never break them on no bread. So DJs was so jaded, kind of? Yeah, so they didn't wanna mess with no artists. You know what I'm saying? So you'll come to them like, bro, this dude hot, and they'll be like, okay, bet. I need $50 to play a song. Mm. You know
2: what
1: I'm saying? And at that time, I was new to just being on the scene. And I think it shouldn't have went like that. I think it should have been based more off if you like to do a music or not. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I kind of did. I liked Savage Music on just the fact that I felt like it was genuine. I felt like it was authentic. I felt like it was real. So that's the big reason why when Measy came to it, I was just all on board. So, but it wasn't on board on like, let me be your DJ. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, bet Measy, you need something? I got you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what I do is I was the young dude in charge. So anytime I went to a college party, I wouldn't just play Savage' number one hit. That's the easy thing to do. I would play like four his songs in a row at a party. So now you're not looking like, oh, what's that Red Op song that's lit? You're looking like, who the hell is playing four songs by the same person? Who the hell is he? Mm-hmm. So by the time you're going home, you're probably looking up on your phone. you probably doing something like this. Then I got to the point where I was doing mixtapes too. So I would throw him on all the mixtapes. I'll do something like that. And it's just be- merely on the strength that I liked him, you know what I'm saying? So once I started doing Mansion, I started at the same time going hard with Savage at the same time. And me and him at the time, we didn't really know each other, you know what I'm saying? We knew of each other, like, oh, Meezy like, oh, yeah, this is going hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I already knew Savage. But I wasn't really pressed to meet him or talk to him because, shit, I was just doing it because I would like this shit, you know what I'm saying? So eventually, damn, me doing Mansion, they ended up going on their own tour. I think it was Uzi, Wife, and Lucci, and I forgot the other people. They went on that tour. That was my senior year. I wanted to drop out, but my mom was like, no, nah, i just keep on. you almost done. You might as well just knock it out. So I just took that, and I was like, but it really wasn't my choice because at the same time, they was like, we can't pay you that much. It ain't going to be this. It ain't going to be that. So they didn't want to really put me in that position. because mm-hmm. So it was like half and half. It was like, okay, I understand it. So boom, I let that tour go. You know what I'm saying? And I kept on just doing what I was doing. I feel like that was a big time for me. Because I feel like that's when emotions can get involved. Mm. And that's where I learned how to, like, take my emotions out of stuff. Mm. You know what I'm saying? we yeah,
2: talk about this. Yeah, yeah bro, because I could
1: have yeah, easily been the person to say, damn, y'all ain't taking me on tour. Y'all ain't paying me. Y'all ain't giving me this. I'm never playing y'all music again. Mm. Right. Like, fuck y'all. Yeah, I could have been easily been like that in my feelings. But I was just like, bro, you didn't get into this to be his DJ.
3: Mm.
1: You just got into it because you like this music. So that's right. why I, I stood on that and I tried to keep on moving like that even when they was on tour. So when they finally got off tour and I graduated and they went on their first tour, I think it was Thug, Thug Tour. That's the first time I went on tour with them. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's after that, damn shit. The rest is history.
0: Mm. Why was damn. the Why the change? Why did they want to bring you on tour that time? I think,
1: I think because it was inevitable. I think, bro, when you put in so much work, like it's, like, the city would have known. Like, no, I ain't know everything I'm just trying to say. I put Savage on, or i put him in position to be bigger. But I feel like when you got a team together in a circle, I feel like that could elevate anybody. So mm-hmm. I feel like Savage had a team. He had his managers. He had, his, he had a DJ. He had another man. Like, he had all the stuff in the road. And that's why I feel like he blew so fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the big reason why. Because they was like, yeah, they because they, they used another DJ, but I think they used them more just because they ain't want to do it and they just wanted to get it over with. Mm. I think at that time, they wanted to really invest in what his brand was and I think they was only right. They said, hey, Mark we've been going hard for you the last three years. You might as well bring him <clears> on.
3: <throat>
0: so, I think that's big, like you said, because how you didn't say, well, fuck them. I yeah. feel like a lot of people like are real impatient, so they would like just get yeah. real emotional about it and
1: kind of ruin any future opportunity. You're right, bro. And I feel like, bro, And you got to go back to me looking at how DJs was back in the day. It was like, bro, everybody was like, you got to pay me $100. You got to pay me $50 to play a song. I'm like, bro, if you really like somebody's song, why you not just play that shit? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it it took me back to that point. Like, why did you really get into this shit? You ain't get into this shit to be nobody DJ. You got into it because you just like music. You know what I'm saying? So keep that as your basis. And that's what's going to organically push you up to the next level.
2: But it sounds like all that comes after a conversation that you had with yourself. Like, when you first initially found out, like, you're not going to go on tour, of course you... I was pissed. I was pissed. I was. So what was that like, you know, having to calm yourself down, and what was that Because I feel like there's a lot of people that get in that emotional spot that don't know how to get to the... Let me take my feelings out of
1: it. Yeah, bro. I felt like... I felt like I had to look at myself, bro. I feel like a lot of people don't do that. I feel like they just look at other situations and kind of base their emotions off that. So I had to just... Sit back and be like, bro. What What are you really trying to do? Where are you trying to get? Right. Where are you trying to go? And I felt like me being the person to say, I'm not fucking with this dude who everybody in the city knew I was fucking with. So hard mm-hmm. it would have yeah, been. Look, it would have looked look lame. lame on my part. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, cause he's still dropping hot music. He's still coming out with. So, oh, you're not finna drop drop because of work. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would have looked lame. So yeah. I would have. I would have never put myself in that position. So I was like, bro. What can we do? What can I do to help myself and to still keep that relationship alive. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I feel like the best thing I needed to do was not be on they dick, mm-hmm. but be on my shit. Like, all right, bro, this is what you need to do because they ain't here right now. So what you going to do? So I started getting in more clubs, talking mm-hmm. to more promoters, getting my name out there more. So you know what I'm saying? If if that situation would have never worked, I feel like another situation when it came up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what you kind of just brushed, brushed on it a little bit, and we talked about this yeah. when we were uh, the other day, you said there's a lot of DJs and producers that kind of resort to being a dick writer.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and now, you're, right. You're, right. You're, right. you're right. But at, and, and at the end of the day, this is how I look at it, bro. It just depends on what type of dude you is. Mm-hmm. I'm not that type of dude. I like to stand on my own. I like to figure my own shit out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I disappear and go duck off and do my shit. And I don't need, like, not to say you don't need nobody. Everybody need help. Everybody need that. But it just right. depends on, who you getting it from? And I feel like any situation that I want to be in, you need to be genuine. Mm-hmm. So it ain't about your name. It ain't about the position you in. It ain't about how many followers you got, how many likes you get. It's about if you fuck with me.
3: Right. If you
1: fuck with me, you're going to show that. Right. And we ain't got to talk. I feel like that's the big thing, bro. I feel like a lot of people, they just, they okay with that. They okay with just eating off another man's plate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not okay with that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think I push myself so much to not only be have Savage feel he comfortable enough to mm-hmm. that I got his back anytime we on stage or anytime we doing something, but enough for him to see, all right, Mark B still doing shit whenever he he need to do some shit. And that's what I wanted to be. I wanted myself like, I feel like in the city, bro, people know me for being Savage DJ, but they also know me for being in Mansion. They also know me for throwing my own shit at Georgia State. They know me for being that. So it's a lot of other aspects that come into it. And I feel like that's the big thing with me. So yeah, it just if you want to be that, that's your choice. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like me, bro, and as a person, I'd be like, I don't feel like you get too far, dick riding another person.
3: I I, I mean, it's kind of harsh calling dick riding, but a lot of people they expect you to give them opportunities without being valuable. You know
1: what I'm saying? So for this dick riding is more in the sense. looking at another man to put you on just because they up above you. I feel like that's dick riding. You know what I'm saying? Just because somebody got a bigger name don't mean you got to, hey, what's up, bro? Let's do this. We got to be cool. We got to be that. We got to be that. Like, nah, bro. If if it, if the situation ain't there, it's cool. But people will still try to go at that even if they not that familiar with that artist. And that's my big thing yeah, like just cuz they got just cuz they on. got access right. to it. Just because you got access to somebody don't mean y'all got to be best friends, cool, this, that, chop mm. it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's where the dick riding come in. You right.
3: know what I'm saying?
1: Especially in Atlanta, it's just, that's just how it is because there's so many celebrities and opportunities around. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't blame anybody for doing that because that's a choice, but me as a person, I always know I wanted my own brand. I wanted my own situation. While I still support my... Backbone. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I want people to also see like this: what he doing. He moving in his own way, and that's why I always been against like being too much under somebody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I never wanted to do that. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm trying to think if there is like a balance to that, like where you can kind of almost be trying not to be a dick writer so much that you (laughs) kind of lose opportunity to. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah,
1: no, but I feel like shit. I feel like I ain't gonna lie.
0: Like pride gets in the way, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I feel like my situation is a good situation to look on. I feel like, like, yeah, me and me and Savage does a lot, but it's genuine. It's not like I'm posting Savage so everybody see I'm Savage DJ. That's where it's dick riding. So it's kinda like, so it's kinda like, like
3: it's even, relationship based. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like niggas should calm Correct. down. They should calm down and not like not, not be like, hey, yo, put me on. But it's like, if y'all have a real relationship, then you might get put on.
1: I think dick saying? riding come more from the public. I feel like in private, I think how you move in private should exactly how you move in public. You know what I'm saying? But people would deceive that perception because they want you to, A, right, they it's want bigger to look, than yeah. it is. Right. Exactly. So they won't, I, I, that's why I say I express our my relationship with the savage exactly how it is. And I move that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't act like we this and I don't act like we not that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like that's where the dick rider comes in. If okay. you acting yeah. like right, all the time. Right, exactly. Like, come on, bro. Chill out. <laughs> like, be your own self. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's where more come into, like, it's no problem. Like, if we best friends, it's not dick riding, Right. You know what I'm saying? But if, you just the homie that come around every month, but you posting me on your Instagram every right, day. Right. That's weird, big bro.
0: All that. Hey, big bro, let's take <laughs> yeah, yeah. a picture. got some work, coming. Right, 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 man. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> bro, I'm trying so hard not to lie. Nah, nah, you good, bro. What's over there? Nah,
1: no, you good. <laughs> big bro, you liked, mm-hmm. but nah, it's just I think uh, it come more in the sense of that. I feel like. I just, any relationship I got with anybody, bro, I, I broadcast it exactly how it is. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If you see me fucking with somebody a lot, it's because we you fuck right. with each other a lot. You know what right. I'm saying? If you see me did a little bit, it's just what it is. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I, I project any relationship organically because, you know what I'm saying, it's too many people faking shit.
0: Right. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, because you were around towards the end of the whole mixtape DJ era. Correct. And it transitioned totally away from that. You know what I mean? It was yeah. it was a lucrative business type shit, but shit now it's, it's over with. It's zero. So yeah. it's obviously Spotify playlists kind of replaced that. Yeah. But do you think that they kind of like the Spotify playlists, like the rap caviar and stuff, almost cut out the street DJ kind of situation? You know
1: what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, 100%. Because it's I feel like personally, it's no way you could reach that. Cause that platform is already like blasting it so much. Like first off, DJs wasn't even bro. DJs wasn't even getting nothing off of doing the mixtapes back in the day, except for the little payment they got or the little recognition or, you or know slides what I'm saying? and stuff. Yeah, but you, you at the end of the day, you really wasn't getting too much out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like Spotify and shit like that, play and that just completely. I ain't never heard of nobody. It's no such thing as a mixtape no more. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? No, that's right. No, that's fair. You know, know what I'm saying? saying? It's an EP or it's an album, but right. either way, they get paid from it. Oh, fair. <laughs> so, it's always an album. So, I feel like Mixtape, bro, is done. You know what I'm saying? And playlists, I don't think it necessarily took it out. I feel like DJs can do playlists, but I feel like Spotify pushed their specific playlist so much, you'll never get to that aspect. Right. Unless you got some cheat code going on and you know somebody who mm. creating playlists or something like that, but I feel like yeah, I feel like I don't feel like playlists necessarily took it away, but I feel like it, time just gradually went on where it was like, we're not giving our music away for free. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay for this shit. Right. Dude. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's what cut DJs out the most more than playlists. I think it's just people not trying to sell their shit for free. You know what I'm saying? So once you get to that point, it's like, nah, we not we not doing that. So everything gotta be nobody ain't finna put no DJ on the thing or. It don't make sense no more. You know what I'm saying? So I think it, the big thing is just people don't want to drop their music for free no more. So DJs kind of don't need to host a record. And it's no, it's no sites that's really, oh, what's the new music? You're not going right. to, you're right. not looking for a DJ for that.
3: You but, got you got people <clears throat> driving their music like on my Instagram. It's like ads,
1: like sponsored. And just a and whole bunch of artists, look. bro, just. But now you don't even, it's the internet. You don't even need. Back in the day, it was like, oh, you needed somebody to co-sign that this shit was hot. Yeah. Now you could drop the most ass shit, and that might go viral. Mm. Y'all ain't see the dude who went viral today? Mm-mm. Oh my god! Oh my god! They say he sound like Roddy. You talking about six four five? Yes,
3: six four five ar something
1: like that. It went viral, bro. Squeaky voice, squeaky voice, dude. Like you could really drop the worst shit now, and you probably better off than dropping some good shit. And that's crazy. So I think it's less more on the internet, bro. The internet just took over so much, bro. It's like, you don't have to look for a DJ for a co-sign. It's like, but to each his own. I don't blame anybody for doing that. and Because sometimes I get paid off. But at the same time, I look at it like, if I had a homie, I'd be like, bro, I ain't finna host your shit. Just drop your shit. Mm-hmm. Like, but then at the same time, some of my homies ain't as big as some of these other dudes. So it might, it might be helpful to say, hey, I got Mark B on my shit. He fucking with it. Mm. that I see so it just depends on the situation but majority of the time I feel like bro DJs is cut off right now mm. so, in Atlanta man. especially so, so what are some hustles for a
3: DJ to get mm. paid besides that right now I mean besides getting booked
1: mm. bro I ain't gonna lie mixtape is is slow you gotta be like lit you gotta be Hoodridge King you gotta be DJ Scream you gotta be Holiday, you got to be something like that to kind of be relevant on the host mixtapes. Yeah. But to be honest, bro, it ain't too many ways other than getting booked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, I can't think of some shit right now other than me, but me back in beats, that's different. But something yeah. I get paid off of other than mixtapes, like the little mixtapes I do do from here and there, it'd be cool. But nah, bro, people ain't, DJs ain't getting paid like that. Especially in Atlanta, bro, because now DJs ain't even get booked like that because there ain't no clubs. Mm. Bro, so, What happened to all the clubs? Basically, uh, kind of like, I think it was two years ago, all the clubs closed down. They closed down Museum Bar. They renovated it now, though. They closed down Museum Bar. They closed down Quad. They closed down Enclave. Isn't Onyx closed, I
3: mean,
1: too? I don't know. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm on on but that yeah. was all by Georgia, Georgia Tech. You know what I'm saying? You know that Georgia Tech Spring Street. Mm-hmm. They they bought new uh, buildings and stuff, so Georgia Tech bought out all the clubs that and built their buildings. That makes mm-hmm. Sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So basically, all the clubs gone. So now you don't got no 18 and Up clubs, and you know why that affects DJs? 18 and Up is where you break music. Mm-hmm. You don't break music at 21 and Up. Right, 21 fast. and Up don't care. They going home, they listen to what they listen to, they spending money in the club, they really not even giving a fuck about the music. Fast. 18 and Up is the motherfucker jumping around, right, making the right. mosh pit. Right. To say, who the fuck song is that? Right. That's where you break music. So in Atlanta, it's no 18 and up clubs. If you look at it like, where do 18 and up go? They go to house parties. And then in, right. you this ain't breaking dead. no music at no house party. So you where you breaking music? 21 and up? Uh, people don't really care. So guess how many artists blew from Atlanta recently? None. Mm. Without mm. a cosign.
0: Damn, so that really affected the...
1: The, oh. the bruh you know how many artists was coming out of Atlanta in Georgia 2016 Tech, 2015 I was compared to Spotify but I was like Rose nah. Rizzy OG yeah. Maco right. uh, people was coming back to back just because right. they had At good the records and you know why DJs was able to push that in the club wow but mm. now you can't push nothing Let me try, so mm. now Let me try so now the only way you getting on is by a cosign so you get Thug putting on Gunner. Mm. you get that's the only way you really getting on it ain't no really artists that's just like popping up like, damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, uh, you, think, you
0: think there ever is going to be 18 and up clubs ever again? Bro, they just took the tobacco age and they're talking about It's drink, 21 now. Drink, it? yeah. I heard what? they're trying to raise the drinking Drinkin age to 25. Yeah, yeah, I ain't even old,
1: know that, bro. Bro, that's crazy. But that's why I feel like, bro, that taking out the clubs, bro, it wow. fucked DJs. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, now, everybody fighting for the same spot
2: question is it specifically in rap music cuz what about in the EDM clubs are those still 18 and up mm-hmm.
1: i don't yeah. know but I, don't, I know there's a couple there was a couple on spring street the EDM right. clubs and the EDM DJs are going crazy but you know what i'm saying that's a whole different market right. they don't have to break they could break their own music but this is really about beats tempo yeah, right. yeah. feelings right. it's not about it's different yeah but, it's different right. you know what i'm saying right. i feel like with rap we needed that 18 and up cuz right. you know that's how Savage broke. We was playing all that shit at 18 and up, and then that got to the 21 and up. And they was like, why the fuck aren't y'all playing this in the club? And so it was so explicit, people didn't want to play it. Mm, right. But then it got so much demand because the young niggas was pushing it so much, you had to play it. You know what I'm saying? So eventually you played it, and then everybody fucking with
2: it. It seems like the only place now is college events. It seems Correct.
1: like the yeah. only place that- The only be- place you're going to get 18 and up. But then- you're not getting that consistently. So you're not getting a consistent crowd to break music, to take home mm. to whoever they taking. it they're hearing to.
0: it every weekend type shit. So
1: if you hear the same song every week, eventually right. you are gonna be like, hold on, what's yeah. this? And if you seeing people turn up to you, you gonna like, why don't I know this?
0: Right. Mm. Yeah. But
1: now when you just hear it in a club and you stand in your section, you don't really give a fuck if everybody's saying in their section. You just like, hold on, who playing this independent song? Cut this shit off. Thanks, mm-hmm. though, right? You get know what I'm saying? you like, oh man, I ain't trying to hear this shit. You so annoyed. I'm trying to learn but like, lyrics, like, <laughs> bro. For real though. But back in the day, bro, it was just a different, uh, it was a different age. That's why you saw so many artists coming out of Atlanta. And it was it was more because of respect thing. It was like, you at La Cura, on the web, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You at Mansion. I'm at Opera. You at thing. We all fuck with each other. I got Day-Day, right? I'm playing his song in the club. Hey, bro, Mark B, I fuck with you. Send me that record. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now he's spinning it at his club. Mm-hmm. And now you're spinning it at your club. And mm-hmm. guess what happened? day they pop off with two songs. Right. Because mm-hmm. we all fuck with DJ Playboy. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so they really fucked the game up.
1: Yeah. So now it's no artists coming out unless you got a co-sign.
2: So yeah, just- it's not like they pulled the plug on Atlanta, like...
1: Bro, does it make more scary, trash artists right? come out or, or no, does it it's make gotta anymore. migrate to another, used, to another city? Look bro? what happened after that? The internet. <laughs> so now you could just go to the internet and promote your shit. So now you don't have to go to a DJ and say, "Hey, bro, play my record." Cuz you ain't got no club.
3: I shouldn't go. I shouldn't go on my timeline and hear like 15 different songs in the same instance Bruh?
1: that that are like But that's what I'm saying. Back in the day, you was like, "What DJ is playing what?" You had that you was looking for a DJ to say, "What is he on?" Mm. where his mixtape at where his shit? so I can see what the new shit is now you don't even know so you just waiting till some random shit pop up right. and go viral up, right. you mm. know what I'm saying versus having an outlet like a DJ to say bro I'm dropping a new mixtape go check out the new people
2: that makes everything vulnerable for this like boo boo music to start getting lit right. it's yeah, just entertaining it's like, now it's not like yeah,
1: it's, a, it's yeah. nobody cosigning it. you mm. know what I'm saying so mm. and then the only people who really really popping off got the cosign from Whoever the big artist is, you know what I'm saying? Right, that right.
0: They're fucking with QC, they're fucking with. Boom, Thug and,
1: Thug and Keed. Keed ain't popped from no club, Keed just right. was boom, lit. Right. Because right. he had Thug, you know what I'm saying? He had a big, big enough outlet where he ain't needed to be in a club, he ain't needed. But the people who started from the ground up with their own brand, I have not seen an artist break in the last two years out in Atlanta. You see it happen anything? Maybe. But who he had? Who maybe had? QC. Yeah, was, P. All right. P. He's,
3: he's he's he had the whole machine. His face card too good anyway. Though. That's right. but that's what I'm <laughs> saying. His face, his face card
1: was too good in the street, so I feel like baby, he, he the closest to like uh. But at the same time, he still had a cosign. so he could probably walk around the same niggas before he was famous. It's he, he can now though. Back then, so. you know what I'm saying. So I feel like it's, it's big. Relationship. It's big on the clubs. I feel like fucked a lot of Atlanta culture, up, bro. I feel like. Everybody fighting to go in the same club, go room, compound, da 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 I don't want to be in none of that shit. So, to each his own. But I feel like that just fucked up culture a lot, especially in Atlanta. So I feel like that's a big reason why DJs ain't relevant right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not only they fighting to get in clubs, but then people ain't fighting to see what they got going on.
2: So where does everyone migrate to then? Festivals? Like what
0: what's
1: just what everybody gotta get. doing now? Producing. I was just about to up. say, is that you think that contributed a lot <laughs> mm. to DJs wanting to produce? Ain't nothing else to do. Mm. Yeah. You're not getting booked like that. What else are you gonna do? And now that's that's half and half, because now people who think it's so easy, when they really get into it, they realize, God damn, it's way more I gotta learn. Right. So now you <laughs> talking about producing. Yeah. yeah. When, when DJs try to be producers, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They don't have no back like me, I ain't have no background in music. Mm. But the thing I was smart at, I was smart at school. So I knew people's going to be ready. Like once you start doing something, everybody like you got to be ready. You know what I'm saying? So I was practicing for 2 years mm-hmm. learning how to this fucked up, learn how I fucked up. I feel like that's the biggest benefit, bro, being experienced, bro, is learning where you fucked up yeah. so you not repeat it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's so many times I, I done a DJ, bro, for savage and some shit fucked up. And I already knew exactly how to fix it, mm-hmm. or I didn't know how to fix it. And if it ever happened again, now I know where to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like me just fucking up a lot. That's a big reason why I know what to do. So I link up with the producers now, and they be like, "Damn, I ain't know you know how to do. I ain't know how to do that because I've been doing it for long." But you know, people just got their expectation. That's my second thing. You know what I'm saying? One, I wanted to do it because I knew a lot of people was gonna jump on the wave. Two, I knew producers wasn't gonna respect it. Mm. because they feel like I'm just a DJ mm. Mm. you know what I'm saying so they gonna come around like oh you really don't know what to do and then when I start doing shit they like hold on look, look. you know what I'm saying because I just put I put that time in and I put that effort in before people then wanna just see the results you know what I'm saying and I feel like that's just what happened with DJs and I feel like at this point I I started releasing shit I'm not saying it's because of me don't get me wrong but at the same time shit it is what it is you know what I'm saying all of a sudden every producer in Atlanta is making beats and it every, started and every, every DJ, DJ, every, DJ every DJ in Atlanta is making beats. And it happened in a year or two span after they started cutting off the clubs.
3: Mm. I'm, I'm not gonna make a comment. Why? Make a comment. Because nah, it's By what? But most it, most DJs is producing right now. But Okay, but, but you see but what I'm saying? Mainly because of that question I asked earlier. I said, like, how how you getting money besides that? You yeah, know what I'm saying? So it ain't a lot why. of
1: avenues, bro. It's yeah. not, so it's like. But then even that avenue is a long avenue. Yeah. Like producers don't get paid off rip. Right, right. You know how many beats you got to make before you get that one placement. Mm-hmm. Everybody produces. Everybody. Everybody up. can make a beat. Seriously. But it ain't. A, that's why. And that, that's my third thing. It ain't about having the hardest beats. That's just a. You could beat like talent is half of it. I mean, a quarter. I mean, it's of almost it. like a requirement. <laughs> yeah, like
2: that's, that's first base. <laughs> that's <laughs> just
1: that's that's yeah. uh, you got to get that. All right. So once you get that. Now you gotta learn how to move. Now you right. gotta learn how to talk to people. Now you gotta learn how to put yourself in that you gotta room. Have a
2: brand behind
1: it. Now you gotta learn yeah. how to send the right beats in the email. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like right. it's so much other shit you gotta learn. just making a hard beat. Like so, I feel yeah. like DJs, bro. We we just moving so. And I want every DJ to learn how to produce and make hard ass beats and win because at the end of the day, it's us versus everybody else. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like at the same time. In Atlanta, people not taking that time to really learn and like the craft and like what they doing mm. as much as they trying to get the money.
3: Mm. You know
2: what I'm saying? I think that's yeah. universal yeah. Yeah, that's in the whole producers. game right now. I yeah.
1: yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm, easy. Yeah, it's whatever. And that's that's technology. Everything is easier now. So you want to DJ, go get a board and press the sync button. And <laughs>
2: right. Have
1: everything compatible lined up and you sound like you a fucking DJ. Right. You know what I'm saying? Versus when people was damn DJing on Technic and shit and you had right. to really
2: but, <laughs> flip out the shit. But you can hear it, though, when like, when you listen to a beat, you can feel if someone's a veteran or not. Like, Correct. Just like yeah. if you go into a club and listen to a DJ, you can tell if he's yeah. just, you can tell if you just little tricks. Uh, yeah. and, so, I mean, that's why it's separate. It just seems like with technology, the standard has just gotten much, much higher quality. Right. But you still, with the top level guys, you can still easily identify who they are. Who
1: they but are. that's it depends on who you is. True. If you True. if you a person like me or you, yeah, you're going to care. You want to know right. who's really dope. You want to know who's good. You want to know who could make some shit again. You know what I'm saying? But if you're a promoter and you're trying to save your money, you're going to book the cheapest dude who could just get your job done at the right, end of the right.
2: night. Yeah, but it, the, the people that are focused long term, like the long term artists are not looking for the the quick Correct. little beats. So that's what I mean. You, it's kind of like, but that at the same scandal. time, look
1: at it. DJs ain't getting money. How you going to get paid? Right. Oh, come right. get this beat. Y'all right. get some beats, yeah. even though the beats ass. Yeah. Right.
2: You know what I'm right. saying?
1: They selling the beats. They trying to get the beats out. Everybody hop on my shit and you, your shit not good. Right. You know what but I'm see, saying? But see, that's messing you up, though. Gonna mess you up it's, it's, long term. That's
2: going to mess you up long term. they don't care about long term because they broke. I know. Mm, I know it's, a it's weird. Thing, not like, they
1: broke. I don't want to call nobody out or say nothing like that. But mm-hmm. niggas, niggas trying yeah. to, you know what I'm saying, get their shit together. So at the end of the day, it's like, what you do, do you pick? I don't blame, that's what I'm saying, I don't blame nobody for doing what they right. doing, because sometimes right. everybody ain't in the position of me to take four months off and say, fuck it, I don't care if I get money, I'm going to still work authentically, work organically. Right. Everybody don't think like that. Some people think, damn, I need a check, bro, I ain't, I ain't been in no gig, mm-hmm. I ain't going nowhere, bro. And that's just about, that's the second thing about learning how to fucking manage your money. Right. People don't teach us that either, mm. you know what I'm saying, especially, the, uh... Our community, I feel like people don't help us with learning how, to, okay, no. yeah, you get rich, but what you get, when, what you do when you get that. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They right. don't tell you about taxes and all this shit when you're growing up in high school. Right. You know what I'm That's saying? That's something
2: I definitely wanted to ask you about, because like we said, a financial pinch for the DJs, yeah. you go to producing to make money, but have you looked at anything outside of like, what have you looked at to the, so you're not dependent on producing to be the main source of income? Like, Have you looked at other things? Or?
1: Yeah, uh. In a sense, right now I'm not gonna lie. Well, uh, like what? What's your? I'm a hundred. I wanna. I wanna dive into a lot of different other things. Like, uh, bro, I be big on. I just. I be big on real estate. I be big on cleansing. I be big on stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I like to invest a lot of my other time into other shit. But. I feel like. I feel like, really, right now, I'm just in a place where I need to be so locked in with beats, bro. I can't even think about
2: that. Right. But I'm just saying, like, would you recommend a producer, like, when anytime it's like- When they get rich? No, I'm saying, like, anytime you're in a, like, you're in a pinch, it's an opportunity for you to go somewhere. You you can either stay in music or you can start learning a craft that can make you not dependent on music while you can still do it. Is that, like, a wise choice to do, to
1: make? Uh... I feel like, bro, I had a homie, bro, and we was talking yesterday, and he was like, bro, I had to stop producing because I ain't, I wasn't making no money off it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He had to go get a regular job mm-hmm. and do what he did, and now he back-producing because now he, he a little bit straight. So I feel like n- never fall back for your... That's why I always, I always finish college. Because if push kind of shove, I can get a job. Mm-hmm. And I, ain't worry, I ain't care but nobody. Say, I'm gonna get a job, get some money, and they back to what I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I feel like you got to always look out for yourself. So everybody's situation might be a little bit different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just depending on where you at, I feel like you should evaluate it like that. You know what I'm saying? More off where you at in life. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm in a straight position where I'm damn DJing for Savage. So mm-hmm. I can spend a lot more time making beats right. in my house and not doing nothing but making beats. But everybody don't get that opportunity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't got a studio right. in their house.
3: Right.
2: Everybody,
1: Some people got to go to the studio and pay that it is, you know what I'm saying? Just to, just to figure out and lock in on their beat. So I feel like it come back to just knowing your situation, what you could be open to and what you can't be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But figuring out different ways of income, don't invest too fast too. I feel like a, a lot of the times, bro, people try to do too much shit and they lose all that money. Quick flips. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Try mm. to do the quick flips. I feel like sometimes that shit best just, damn, putting that shit in the bank, put $5,000 in some shit that could compound and could earn you some more money. And you could just sit on that and never take 5000 out. But I feel like the best thing is just knowing how to manage your money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And making that shit last. Stop eating out. Cook some food. You know what I'm saying? Doing different stuff like that, bro. I realized that shit saved me so much money. You know what I'm saying? That. Stop smoking so much. Mm. Like, don't be drinking all the time. Like, shit like that can help your money way more than just investing it somewhere that you don't even know yeah, where the fuck is. a good place to start, right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? So, hey, so that's, like, that other than probably investing, I'll say investing in yourself. Invest in how you treat your body and how you move. And that'll probably save you way more money. You know right. I'm saying then a lot of other stuff Yeah, All
2: Right. because that investing takes a little bit of a minute to yeah see the to reason. learn
1: to not put your money in the right place right. to figure out like bro that, it take a lot and you gotta have sometimes you need somebody to put you on game mm-hmm. yeah, and you don't yeah. got that sometimes you might just need a little wait a little bit so you, you meet a rich nigga and then he right. put you on game right. like this is what you need to do bro move your money here this this might be a good idea this might be not might not be the best this is what I tried this is what I fucked up on here. Hell yeah. you know get a mentor Yeah get yeah. a mentor I don't got one And I wish I had one You know what I'm saying But mm. that's my big thing That's why I don't really Like investing. Or like Not yet mm-hmm. Like my mom tell me Some stuff Oh yeah put some money here Put some money there Cool you know what I'm saying But like really Like on some That could double my shit up I ain't meet nobody yet That could put me on gaming That's what I'm looking for Shit When you I catch that I don't know what I'm saying okay. Organically though I'm not gonna run into him, looking for him, and post it on my IG. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: Like my future uh, mentor, right
1: here. Like, nah, bro, I'm gonna eventually run into him, and he's gonna be like, "Mark, be I fuck with what you got going on? Hey, this is how we can make some money." Works. and that's that's how I really wanted to be. So yeah, bro, I feel like, bro, don't be in a rush to invest. Be in a rush to see what the fuck you were you fucking up and what you're doing good at. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big thing.
0: So when you started making beats, did you did you think it was going to be easy? Like, oh, I'm just going to watch some YouTube videos, send some beats to Savage.
1: <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah bro. I ain't going to lie, toys, One, bro. One, uh, uh, I ain't never was, I ain't never want to play Savage beats because I felt like, just like, or, or not dick riding, bro. I ain't never came to Savage like, hey, bro, did, did it? So why would I all right. of a sudden start doing that when I'm making beats? Now it's fake. Now our relationship it's, it's, like, weird. it's weird because now you're trying to press me about beats and you right. ain't never press me about nothing else. So I looked at it like that. But with making beats, I already knew it was going nah, to be hard. I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it was going to take me some time mm-hmm. because I ain't want. I never wanted a producer to get in a room with a producer and he feel like he doing me a favor. That was my big thing. What I, you
0: mean, like, because he could play some or because he's better?
1: Nah, because I feel like, bruh, people got their own egos with producers. So say somebody might make a loop and you make the drums. Now they feel like they contributed or you they feel like you didn't do shit or you feel like you added all the stuff to the beat and they ain't really, I ain't never want nobody to feel like they doing or giving me the handout and then I'm just, laying it up Mm. you know what i'm saying i always wanted it to feel like we 50 50 i I dribble the ball down court i pass to you you throw the alley i might pass it back i wanted to be some shit like that Mm. and that's why i just waited kind of got good with and then i give myself my critique so the same way i would critique an artist if he giving me an ass song that's not mixed that's the same way i'm gonna critique myself so i used to pull up on my homie every day like bro how does beat sound how does beat sound how does beat sound Nah, nah, it ain't there yet. Nah, it ain't there yet. And then I compare it to the shit that was on the radio, the shit. And I was like, nah, bro, I ain't there. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I took just two years to just figure shit out, YouTube shit, how you do this, how you do that, how you do that. And eventually, I got to the point where I appreciated my own music. And then that's when I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's start putting some shit out. You know what I'm saying? So that, I think that was the big thing I just wanted to take my time with. It. I ain't think it was easy. I think it was more... I knew it would have took a little bit of time. You know what I'm saying? So I just kind of sat back and just built my, built my knowledge on the situation more than just me pressing anybody up. Like I got beats. Mm.
0: So the I think the next step where it looks like the next step, instead of really chasing placements, you kind of more went the, what, which is one of the routes we really preach is yeah. building your own brand, putting songs out. Like, you know, like, like DJ Khaled kind of, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's half of my. That's what I want. Half of my brand to be because I don't like uh, who. Who can I think of? But yeah, while I want to put out my own records, I want artists to be comfortable, comfortable enough to say, "Damn, Marby, we need some beats. Send some shit." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want half of it to be like, "Yeah, bro, we cool enough where I could drop my own record." You could see the benefit of me dropping my own shit. But if you need something for your own stuff. that's why that's my big thing like yeah it's cool to do your own shit but if I can get the whole around aspect of where people appreciate just hopping on beats Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying they're gonna appreciate me dropping my own shit you know what I'm saying and I feel like yeah building your brand is way like that's way more important to me than getting any placement with any big artist right now Mm -hmm. like I, I think that's more important if I could drop a cool song that could get 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 views mm-hmm. off, off my own self versus getting a song to get 100,000 off a label, mm-hmm. I feel like that's way more beneficial. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to come to me like, how the fuck did you do that? And it's something that I think could be recreated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of this shit, getting other placements of other people that, that's really you're not cool with and you don't know just because you send a good-ass email, a lot of that shit don't come back around. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so I think that's that's the big thing I want to do I want people to appreciate what I got going on and not just the names behind me or the people I worked with or anything like that so yeah I feel like just me doing my own records is a big part in what I want to do especially this year you know what I'm saying dropping my own stuff making people see what I got what I want to create what I want to put out you know what I'm saying that's a big thing and you put out an album last year yeah I put out Hot Boys with uh, SG Tip Young Ma from 1017 and Doughboy from Free Band Game mm. so I kind of put a little compilation tape I wanted to do that because I felt like uh, DJs ain't really doing like nothing like the Gangster Grills and stuff that I used to love stuff like mm. that you know what I'm saying back in the day and like I said that stuff extinct so how do we bring that back in but make it still feel organic you know what I'm saying and I feel like the way that I did it I feel like it was the most organic way I feel like I'm link people up that didn't kind of know each other you know what I'm saying then people did know each other so that kind of already made it work and then we put it behind a face that didn't have to so they didn't have to take any risk you know what I'm saying I think that was a big thing with, with us doing the tape it really didn't fall on any of their half so if the project flopped or if the project didn't they it wouldn't you know all what I'm saying upside. it's all upside you know what I'm saying so I think that was the big point of me just not doing the tape but doing the tape that makes sense You know what I'm saying? So putting three dudes from three different camps together to make one whole tape, that's that's sequence. Not just, oh, I grabbed all the top artists and put them on a song that really don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? I think just like going to building your brand. That's way more beneficial to me putting a project with young artists who y'all don't know about yet. That's dope. That blew up Mm -hmm. six months later after I dropped the project. And it's not. I don't want nothing to be on my face card, but it just look at it like, damn, he's seeing something we're not seeing. What mm-hmm. the hell's going on? You know what I'm saying? So I want to. I want to do more shit like that, but I want it all to be organic, not from only a public eye, but from the artist end. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I want the artist to feel like this a good opportunity for them, or this a good situation.
0: And then, how do you like for the for the young producers out there? Do you think you need like a level of? uh success or like brand to get these artists to let you drop it under your own brand or
1: uh yeah i feel like in re- in realistic aspect yeah you ain't nobody finna just give you songs a it mm-hmm. but i feel like the second thing it come on your relationship mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's not dick riding if we best friends mm-hmm. throw me a record you know what i'm saying that's it's no problem cuz then you see my vision we already cool you see what i'm expressing you know what i'm saying but if it's on a situation where you don't know the artist like that it's really no point in reaching out saying, let me get you on a record. We don't know each other like yeah. that. You know what I'm right. saying? Unless so, you're ready to pay. Right? Unless you're ready to pay. Well, why pay? You ain't really mm-hmm. going to make, like, I don't believe in that either. Like, paying somebody, I'm not going to pay nobody for no feature.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd just rather mm-hmm. not get it. Not? I'll, yeah. I'll wait for it. It's nobody I would pay for a feature right now. I'm like, not- it's no, Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's <laughs> people I pay for. If not, I not. had the money, but the benefit <laughs> of me coming out my pocket for that much money of a feature is I could put that money 30 places else and get way more benefit than me just getting the artists on a song. You know what I mean? Artists on a song that don't pop. Mm. And they got backing behind them. They got labels behind them. They got that. So I feel like, yeah, it's, but my thing is more, I wouldn't pay nobody because it got to be organic. Mm. Mm, So if you're not fucking with me, you're not going to be fucking with me. Mm. It is what it is. So eventually come a time where you're going to hear me again and you're going to be like, damn, I should have fucked with him. And that I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? And if it don't happen, shit, it is what it is too. But I'd rather take me just moving with the people. I'd rather pay my homie $5,000 and pay $25,000 to somebody who just finna do this. Like we could move that $5,000 so many other ways, bro, than just me paying somebody to get a feature. Like, bro, and then you got to pay for the video too. And then, like, bro, now nah, we not finna go through all that. So I'd rather anything I do, bruh, it be organic mm-hmm. day one. We know each other. We like each other. You see my vision. I see your vision. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like yeah. to move like.
0: Did you did you run into any we better say?
1: Nah.
0: Did you run into any like issues clearing these records or like timing with all the different artists and all that stuff?
1: I think that's that's the biggest problem I had with these compilation tapes. I feel like managing other people's schedules. So it's like I'm getting three artists. On one tape. But them three artists still are doing their own thing. So I had to, I had the project for like at least a year and a half before I even dropped it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because if Young Ma want to drop, and then he might not drop. And then he, Doughboy might be dropping. So he, and we trying to schedule it between him and then way in the drop. So he trying to get it out now. Mm-hmm. So it's all them aspects into it. And then you got to, and then the one thing I learned about doing projects like that, which is the hard thing is keeping everybody motivated. I was just going to say,
0: say, if you got to wait a year and a half, you're probably like, man, that shit whack, man. We could do some fire shit, better (laughs) shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Or they feeling like, bruh, I'm bigger than that. I don't even want to do shit with you no more.
0: Mm.
1: Whatever it, I'm not saying that that was my situation, but who knows? You know what I'm saying? It could be, it's hella shit that could go wrong in the middle. So I say, once you get that shit, try your best to just get it out so people still motivated from that sound and when they heard it the first time, then when they hear it five, six months later. Mm-hmm. But when you got, but like I said, when it's organic, bro, even though it might take a year, it's still like, bro, I fuck with you. Let's get this shit out. So yeah, I think the biggest thing was just making people feel motivated, like it was a good thing to do. And you know what I'm saying? With hot boys, damn, doing hundred k on tip YouTube. I feel like shit. That was shit. It's good. You know what I'm saying? So and it's going up on my Spotify. I think I like five hundred thousand plays. So mm-hmm. I think, shit, you tell me if it's that's good or not. So. I think it was more of that, like yeah, it gotta be organic, but also you gotta look at it like how can I time this to make everybody happy, mm-hmm. especially if you're using more than one artist, because you don't want them to clash, and you don't want yourself to clash with either one of them. So I think that was the hardest part about it.
0: Mm. And then, do you have like a like a goal for this? Are you looking to like uh, attach to a label eventually? Like, are you trying to build your <sighs> leverage to do that? Like, what's the what's the well, angle?
1: I think. My my, I ain't gonna lie. I made one goal when I started producing, and I was to get one song on the Billboard. That's the only goal I really want. Like after after that, it's all just extra shit. You know what I'm saying? But like for me to be happy, if I can see one thing on the Billboard, then I'm ecstatic about my producing career. Mm. And I feel like Metro, I look up to Metro, but by how he moves not by all the beats. Metro took a year off of music. And he was the hottest producer. He's still one of the best, hottest producers. He took a year off music. Not because he needed it, cause just because he wanted to not fall in so much of the bullshit of rap and hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so much fake shit you could deal with, bro, that you'd be so big on, let me get the next one. Let me get here. Let me get past him. Oh, he did better than me. He did better than me. So my big thing is just to stay focused on what I, what I came into this shit for and not... Where it could be or where it couldn't be. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm not looking for a label to sign me for a 100 mil. I'm looking for the money at the same time while I got so much passion in just producing because I like to hear music. You know what I'm saying? So I don't look at it like this is where I want to be or this is what I need to get out of it. The more thing I look at it is just, bro, if I get something on the billboard, bro, I'd be happy. You know what I'm saying? Other than that,
0: even if it's 98th for one week and then it's off the chart. That's cool. You're good that. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool with me.
1: Because you know what? Me getting that motherfucker on 98th going to make 10 motherfuckers call me asking for beats. Mm-hmm.
0: Right.
1: Even if it's just one. Because that one, bro, going to make me get out of here. Because if it's one, that means that song was hot enough where everybody listened to that motherfucker a week and they knew I made the beat. Mm. So I'm just cool with one record because I feel like that's going to take me to where I need to be. Everything else is just he say she say shit mm. so uh, can we look forward to more compilations from Mark B this year or? yeah I think I want to drop something uh, this month next month I want to drop my own little pro I want to drop my own like a few singles I feel like I don't want to be heavy on uh, compilation tapes until it has the right push and energy behind it you know what I'm saying Hot Boys it was different because had a single had a video had all that concept ready but now I'm more just like let's get more content now, I feel like that's the name of the game right now with streaming. I feel like it's just getting more content. So if I could put a few more singles, yeah, somebody might bite on it, then we'll create a project. If people don't bite, we'll go with another single. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's my my thing right now. Like, Let's not force a compilation tape just because I know artists. Like, Let's put something together that's orth- organic, that's real. And I think that's what people are going to like. I think that's why people like the last tape. Not because... Damn, the artist that was on it—it it was just organic. They knew I liked Young Ma. They knew I fuck with him. They knew I fuck with Tip. They knew I fuck with No Boy. So when they saw me doing a project with them, it all made sense. Mm. Not oh, I just hit up Tokyo Jets asking her for some songs. You know what I'm saying? I don't look at it like that. So I don't, I don't want to do no tape like that. I want everything to be real organic. So yeah, we definitely dropping more, but I think we're gonna base it more on singles this year.
0: Is that off? Is that off of like stuff you learned from going through it? The yeah, first time?
1: I think just. Yeah, I think you know what I'm saying, I could have did the last project a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's just experience, bro. So How so better like I feel like I could I feel like yeah, I could feel like just timing wise. I feel like sometimes I was more in the back burner seeing what everybody else was doing, when I should have been like, this is what we need to do. This is how we need to knock it out. Is you with it or you not with it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I should have moved more. on This my time because it's my shit. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to move it like this. What's, can, what y'all need to benefit y'all? And what do I need? Let's do this. Let's get this shit out. Boom. Mm-hmm. And so everybody not stressed for that shit coming out a year later. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's just my benefit. Let's move quick. Let's move easy. And that's why I'm just big on building a team right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a question. top yeah. of the top of the new year, right? yeah, people setting goals, <laughs> yeah, you said you had the goal, the billboards, okay. do you have any advice for anyone that may have set some goals for January or for 2020, or maybe they had they were like, okay, it's already fourteen days and it's already and I already ain't doing shit, yeah, uh,
1: that's how I was. I think I was supposed to start smoking the first day of January. I didn't start till the week after. you know what I'm saying that's how it be that's life. You know what I'm saying? it's We gonna fuck up, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's bound to happen. We bound to fuck up. But it's how we bounce back. So it's like, don't be stuck on you not being where you at. I just posted some shit like that. Like, if you have a New Year's resolution, bruh, it's time to go harder. That's why I put. Because I was like feeling like, damn, bro, I ain't making enough beats. I ain't made no beats all if for the first week because I'm chilling and bullshitting and doing all this other shit. So I just, I like to put that type of energy out there. Like, bruh, yeah, we could be fucked up, but... We can still get back. You know what I'm saying? So even if you ain't where you want to be, I feel like, shit, it's still the top of the year. We got a hell of more time. So the more you going to be like, damn, I fucked up, the less time you got to then make it up. You mm. know what I'm saying? So I feel like regardless of what your effort is, regardless of what you're working on, regardless of where you're at, it's always time, bro. And no time <laughs> is late. No time is too late. You know what I'm saying? As long as you start that bitch, bro, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm supporting it.
2: I'm so glad you said that because I feel like there's a lot of people that have pressure. And I'm sure we all experience Yeah, like, you're right. When you, see it, when you see the clock go from December 31st Shh. to January 1, you feel this immense pressure to yeah. be like, I got to hit every single goal. But there's no magical switch that happens right, on the calendar right. year. Right.
1: right. And I, I learned that from talking to my homie because he was like, I told him I cut red meat off for like the last seven months. He was like, damn, bro, I've been doing that shit for four years. Mm. And I was, I, he was like, yeah, bro, I feel like, I was like, bam. I feel like I should have started this shit early. He was like, bro, nah. It's like whenever you start your journey, bro, everybody different. And that's what I stand on. I be like, I don't never know somebody else's situation. That's why I never knock another DJ for doing this or doing that or doing this or a producer for doing anything. Because mm. we all live different lives and nobody know behind the shade. Niggas go through, bro, people go through so much shit, bro, that you never know. You know what I'm saying? That's why I always give somebody the benefit of the doubt. So even if you're not where you need to be, bro, we can always make it there, All right? For sure.
0: And going going back on what you were saying, uh, this book I just read, The E Myth, which is a fire book.
1: Yeah. Um, I can't read. I don't like to read. I I can't. I oh can't man, read you're missing me. like to read. It's oh, you a got PDFs I like. Yeah, I like. <laughs> listen to, listen. to, listen I to I audio book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do
0: that. Um, but what what they were saying in the book, um, they were talking about like, so when you when you when you try to make a big change in your life, right? Yeah. It's kind of like. Within you, you got like different, you know, personalities, not saying like some multiple personalities, yeah. <laughs> but you know what, what I'm saying. saying? Like you got oh, like, so for instance, if you want to start exercising more, you want to change your diet, you want to stop smoking. Right. Yeah. That's like, you know, one personality coming out like, all right, I'm about to be this person now. Correct. But you still it's not like you just got rid of the person that likes to be lazy, likes and to smoke, like smoke, likes yeah, to eat whatever.
1: Because nah, I'm still there. I, I, bruh, once once I finish cleansing, I can't wait to smoke a blunt. <laughs> I can't wait right now. Like, right, right, right. now, I want to smoke. But I know, Mark B, you can't. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's like, it's like that, bro. Don't, I know I'm a smoker, bro. I don't like to drink. So I know I'm eventually start back smoking, but I got to put myself in a position where I'm ahead of myself. So even though I have person like, nah, Mark B, smoke every day. You got to be ahead of it and say, nah, Mark B, just smoke today. Tomorrow, bro, you you good. Get back on your bullshit.
0: Right. Have that balance type shit. But you got to right. challenge
1: yourself, too. Right. And you got to be aware. I feel like a, the number one thing, bro, is being aware of your fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? It's cool having your fuck shit, but if you're going to be the person to say, ah, oh, it ain't there, and you're going to keep on doing this right. shit, then you're never gonna gonna right. you never going to get better. It's going to bite you. Eventually, going to come like, ugh. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the biggest thing, bro, just being aware of what whatever you got going on or whatever you feel like your problem is, mm. that's the start, and All then right. you can feel like how you could multiply and and get rid of that shit. You know what I'm mm. saying?
0: And and it's super rare for people to be able to turn on that magic switch. Like I feel like that's like a one to five, uh. a one to one percent kind of thing. Just like what, you mean, like random, I feel like, like
2: go cold turkey. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even
0: like, if you do, it's not gonna last forever. I but feel you know like. the thing about a cold turkey
2: switch though is not that this random moment; it's that. Been, it's a, yeah, it's been, been a year build up to that cold turkey yeah. moment. That's how
1: I feel. Right. Like I've been bullshitting about smoking for three months. Right. So and then three, I'm like, man, bro, you can't keep on doing it's this three shit. Three months bro. of going
2: back and forth and finally being like, you know what? That's oh, no, the- Marby, you can
1: smoke today. You finna make beats. No, nah, I today. You good. And I'm convincing myself right. why it's cool to smoke. Right. You know Something what I'm saying? you like <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I get to that point where it's like, nah, be fuck what you talking about. <laughs> like, right. I, go buy some weed. But it's right. like I had to get to that point where I'm like, nah. Stop that shit, figure out what you need to do, and that's how you get past it. So yeah, I don't, it, it be times where it's like, you want to get back on this shit, but you got to be real with yourself. So I'm not finna tell myself, Mar-B, you don't like to smoke. Go to Torrey Curry, never smoke a blunt again. Right.
3: right. Nah, but yeah. I'ma
1: say, hey, if I'm in a studio and everybody's smoking weed, hey, y'all, I'ma see y'all later, because mm. I'ma want to smoke. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I try to put myself in Discipline. positions. You know, yeah, I try to put myself Ooh. in positions where I know how to control my habits. You know what I'm saying? Position ain't chilling with a whole bunch of girls at night. What they going to want to do? Drink and smoke? I'm not finna be doing that. So it's like, I'm going to go in the studio and cook up some shit. So I just know how to discipline myself, bro. And that's it's learned, bro. I'm saying it's, I fucked up. It's been a lot of time, bro. I smoked every day for the last year. You ain't think I want to stop? You ain't think I want to save no money? You know what I'm saying? But it just, it took me my own pace. It took me my own time. So I feel like everybody got their own pace and how they got to figure their shit out. And nobody is better than the next person.
2: Mm. Real quick, to piggyback off of what you, you said, discipline. <clears throat> I was watching this dude named Prince Donnell. He's super fire, dude. yeah, like super fire. But he went and talked to this billionaire in Atlanta. His I forget the dude's name, but his wife is the lady who owns Spanx. Yeah, and he she's a billionaire himself. Damn. And so this dude's run like thir, I think like thirty six thousand miles in his lifetime. Like every for twenty five years, he's never missed um, running four miles a day for twenty five years straight. Damn. And so Mm. he was like, Yo, how do you accomplish all these crazy goals? He's like, I don't want anyone to ever use the word discipline ever again in your life. And he was Mm. like, Well, what you mean? And even when I heard it, I was like, What you talking about? He's Mm. like, You don't make a single change. It's not about discipline. It's about this. He's like, This is my lifestyle. I run four miles a day. He's like, When you wake up and if you're having a bad day, do you still brush your teeth? He's like, Yeah. You Mm. still take a shower? He's like, Yeah. He's like, Why? Because that's your lifestyle. He's like, Even when I have those bad days, discipline, you can't be disciplined 24 7. It's not possible. So he said, if there's no change that you can't make, that's gonna be a part of your lifestyle that you can't sustain, don't make it at
1: all. Mm. Yeah, mm. and I I agree to that. So and I folks, feel if like, I had a mic. I would, boy. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That was that was hard. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't from a billionaire. I ain't think of I ain't Word. think of it like that. But you you're right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like anything I'm trying to do right now, bro, I'm trying to do for the rest of my life. Right. I'm saying? I'm trying to get it where, like, bro, I can only smoke on the weekends because I want to smoke on the weekends. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I want to get it where I'm only drinking because I'm in a social environment and me and my homies around, we just celebrating, we having a good time. Boom. I don't want it to be where I'm just doing it just because it's a habit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the big reason why I'm cleansing, bro, and I'm just getting my body and my mind right because I feel like it's time for that shit, bro. We living in a different age, bro. We living in an age where we ain't know that food was this bad. Right. We've been eating this shit since we was a kid, bro. That's you know what I'm this saying? That's
2: addictive. Like, like,
1: crazy. All this shit, bro. We ain't have a Whole Foods and stuff 10 years ago in right. our neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So, if we educated on stuff like this, I feel like we should take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? So, that's a big reason why I'm not only cleansing, but I'm trying to not express everybody else to cleanse, but try to get in your mind, like, whatever you feel like you abuse, work on that. Mm-hmm. If it's, Texting it hoes. Mm. if it's like an instagram post if it's whatever you feel like you need to do bro work on that shit you know what i'm saying and i feel like you could accomplish that shit you put some time to it and and to make it better for yourself don't go on instagram and compare yourself to everybody cuz yeah. that's a big one every man's yeah.
3: stroke is different like
1: and that and you got and sometimes that should be hard to say it's like it be hard you be looking at uh, cuz Everything is in your face now. Right. Everything is in your face, bro. So it's like, it's hard to say that, but yeah, I 100% agree. Just stay in your lane. But I feel like that's the the good thing with me and how far I've been getting, bro, is because I don't get too high or too low. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I get a big-ass placement, I'm, I don't let everybody know. You know what I'm saying? If, it, if I get a little placement, I'm still mm-hmm. acting the same way because people people notice that and people feed off that energy. You know what I'm saying? So you get too high when you win and now everybody think you an asshole. Mm -hmm. So now when you don't start winning like that no more, nobody really fucking with you or helping you get back in that position. So I keep everything a little bit balanced and I don't don't really feed off what other people do. You know what I'm saying? But that's just easy to say. It's harder to do.
2: Like you said, like when you get on Instagram, it's easy to like, it's hard not to like feel that way. everything, It's like the same thing you just said though. Like, when you try not to smoke, right? So what you going to do? Not hang out with the females at night because what you trying to do? Drink and smoke. It's kind of yeah. the same thing so when you know you're vulnerable to like comparison. Like it's kind of like getting in that environment it might be a challenge for you.
1: Yeah, just like Instagram, bro. I, I start waking up in the morning, bro, and I don't look at my phone until I knocked out all my errands for the day. I don't get on Instagram. Knock I not know what? Errands, whatever yeah. I'm like planning on doing. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's just me feeding my dog, me taking a shower, me me eating, I don't look at my phone until then,
3: mm.
1: because sometimes we just so caught up in our phone, bro, and so caught up in that shit, bro, we get lost. So mm. just like challenging yourself to do shit like that, that it could be just that simple, and you could eventually learn bruh, bro. I don't even want to look at my phone. Right.
3: None of that shit matters. None, None of that, that shit matters. Don't. And it and one thing is like, it's like the biggest problem is like everybody thinks somebody worried about them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like. It's like we think more the next important. man now. He not, he worried about his bills and his right. kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, when you watching people through social media, it's like they not worried about you. You worry about him right now. And right? Now, you, you know think they saying? worried about you? That's the crazy like, thing. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a mind fuck. It's everybody scared to, and people scared. Scared to have a job or scared to start from the bottom. It's like yeah, niggas
1: really not even looking at you if you don't say nothing. You, you right. right? You, you right know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> Sometimes it be your own ego. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? saying? So you're right. I feel like, bro, just taking yourself out of this, bro, social media is just so crazy nowadays, bro. I don't even like social media. You know what I'm saying? Not that I don't like it. I like the funny jokes, Twitter, Mm -hmm. and that shit cool. But, like, as far as me having to post every day, I don't like doing none Mm -hmm. of that shit, bro. I wish I could just duck off, post what the fuck I want to post, and people appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But that ain't the way. Two thousand twenty is. right? You got to post every day. You got to do a business. It. So, yeah, it's a business. So it's like I use it to my advantage of when I need to and when I don't. But I I also don't fool myself. Like, bro, you don't need this shit every day, bro. Mm-hmm. I I be wanting to like don't post shit for a week. You know what I'm saying? But they'll be like, oh post something on your Instagram. You need to, uh, bro. I don't give a fuck about that. So I can't wait to get rich so I can never post again. <laughs> or just it, post man. when I want. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like it's more. I I want to use social media for. My likeness, and not just because everybody else say I got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or that's where everybody at. So that's a, that's another thing I look at.
2: I think people's dissatisfaction, are like they're like people are starting to like not really not like Instagram no more. Like they're really yeah. starting to be upset with it. And I was listening to this podcast earlier, and this lady she was talking about. She's like, "That's why Tik or uh, TikTok is becoming so successful now. Is because people are. It's like just a pure environment where people are just being goofy. They're not worried about <laughs> yeah. maintaining the, right. Uh, like a business mentality with it and she's like that's what people are wanting and that's why people are migrating
1: to it and I was like I thought that was a very interesting yeah I ain't get on TikTok yet but it look, it look it's look I don't know it's what it was silly on there it's silly. silly yeah, yeah they, that's what they, 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 that's, that's what they say
2: people like it so much is because it's not like I'm getting flexed on <laughs> like,
1: yeah so know? I need to I need to I need to try to get into that you know what I'm saying see what the hell going on over there but yeah I ain't tried to, I don't really like I no, like I Instagram know. for what it is it's cool but I don't really care for it like it is what it is I like Twitter yeah. now Twitter, you get everything immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like and content and everything comes to Instagram two, three days late. So all the jokes mm. from Twitter, you see that shit right. late. What my
2: sister be saying, "They be saying, I'm 28 and up." Twitter, like <laughs> <are> my <laughs> jokes. <laughs> i was like, "Dang,
1: what?" No, but yeah, I just uh, social media, bro. I don't really care for it unless just the aspect of just me getting my content out, me communicating with my friends that I'm not very close to, as far as like. Uh, contact, you know what I'm saying? How we uh, see each other. But other than that, bro, I don't really care for it. You know what I'm saying? It's just a way to get my music out there.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All right. Shoot, man. Let, let the people know where they can go follow you and check everything out, man. Man. Uh,
1: <laughs> DJ, uh, follow me on everywhere. DJ underscore M A R C B. Not with a uh, K. I'm
0: going to do that. You don't got to worry if you follow them, you won't start seeing them every day.
1: Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah nah, yeah, you can yeah. follow but you got to talk to me, man. You got I'm not following nobody back 20 minutes. Nah, not nah, nah, I follow y'all oh, cuz okay. I I felt with y'all. We had a conversation. We cool. But like any random <laughs> any, be so much. Yeah, any any <laughs> random person that I see, I'm not really following because I feel like I set my like Saquon Barkley, I think said the my top quote of the new year. He said, "Yo, 2019 going to be exactly like 2020 if you don't do shit different." Mm. And a lot of my stress I was coming from was Seeing Instagram hoes, seeing this, so I don't follow all them motherfuckers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So my shit is pure.
0: I have dogs
1: on my explore page. It's not You know saying? Frenchies and, and Sharpays. All of my shit. Yeah, yeah I get them. I get some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's cool, but it's like, yeah, I just I just want to move a little different. So anything I feel like I was abusing, I'm just working on that new year so I can yeah. control that shit. So I ain't worried about no hoes. I ain't worried about no. Shout out to Mark. No, B. no. yeah, bro. I'm I'm with that, bro. And I'm trying to push that to people. You know what I'm saying? I push this I ain't no vegan. And I I eat chicken. I eat <laughs> salmon, I eat all that. So don't think right. I'm damn big Mr. Healthy uh nothing like that. I eat the same shit regular. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But man. also I'm just aware like this right. shit ain't good for you. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? All that steak, that shit ain't good for you. So ju- just work on shit like that. Work on your mind, Small work on Work right. on your mind, work on lifestyle your Lifestyle
2: steps. Yeah, for Bro, real. Lifestyle steps. I'm God,
1: step. so yeah. Man, DJ Mark B, anywhere, shit, with a C. The show for show. No K. No K. Bet no it K at all.
0: Another dope episode in the books, man. First one in 2020. Hit that subscribe. Happy, Happy New Year's. Out.
1: Subscribe.